Welcome back to our daily Bible study time. We're, we're talking about <clears throat> things for serious Christians, who believers who really want to move on with God, and we're talking about how to study the Bible, really how to read the Bible profitably. And we're talking about we have to have a hunger. And Jesus said that it's uh, blessed are those who are hung, who hunger and thirst after righteousness. And Peter said as a newborn babe, we should really seek the word just like they seek the milk. They need the milk of the mother. We need God's truth, and we need to have a hunger for it. Now, we, And I was admitting to you last time that I don't always have a hunger for it. Nobody does. But ask God to give you a hunger. And even if you come to the Word and you don't have a hunger, just pray and ask God to open it up to you so you'll begin to get stimulated in your heart and want to read it more. <clears throat> you see, hungry people eat. Thirsty people drink. And so... If we're hungry, we will open up the word. I remember reading a story several years ago about a young woman who picked up a book at a bookstore she thought might be interesting and started reading it. And after a chapter or two, it just she, she just couldn't keep her interest. So she, she shut it down and put it away in a bookshelf. But sometime later, she met a young man, and they fell in love, and they were going to get married, and the young man told her about a book he had written. Well, it was the book that she had actually picked up at the bookstore. She went back, picked it up, started reading. It was fascinating. It was amazing. What was the difference? She really knew the author, and she was in a love relationship with him, and so everything made more sense. The things he was saying, she could see, she could hear, she could see his personality coming out, she could see the things that he was trying to say. And when we realize, you know, because I love my Lord, I want to hear what he says. If you really love someone, you remember when you were, if you're married, you remember when you first started dating your mate and how y'all wanted to be together as much as possible and you looked forward to hearing whatever she had to say and she looked forward to hearing whatever you had to say and you, you, just, you just hung on every word. Well, that doesn't last in a marriage, sadly, wish it did. But I think that in, in our relationship with the Lord, if we, if we grow in our love, we grow in our desire to hear him speak. And he speaks primarily through his word. Now, we need to keep that in mind. But also, we need to read God's word obediently. This is the hardest requirement of all. When we read something, we need to do it. If we will not surrender then to what he says as we search, then our, our search is in vain and our discovery of whatever truth we got is worthless. The Bible says in Psalm 119 and verse 13, I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. See, if we take God's word and we don't just leave it on the page, but we put it into our hearts, and sometimes what helps there is memorizing Scripture and sometimes just going over it. And then he says, Praise to you, teach me your decrees. When my, with my lips I recount all the laws that come from your mouth, mouth. I rejoice in following your statutes as one rejoices in great riches. I meditate on your precepts. And consider your ways. I delight in your decrees. I will not neglect your word. You see, in that Psalm 119, he's really declaring a commitment to hear the word, read the word, obey the word. Do something about God's word. To refuse to obey what we hear 
will destroy the worth of even the study. We must study not merely for in knowledge or for a lesson to teach. You know, one of the things we preachers have to watch is that the only time we study, if, if the only time we study is when we're getting a message put together to preach, you see, that's not enough. We have to go to the Word just for God to speak to us without any idea of a message. Now, oftentimes I've found as I just go to the Word for just my daily time with God that He will speak something out of that passage that later might become a message. But I wasn't looking for a message for to preach on Sunday. I was looking for a message for me, and that's what counts. I heard about a man in another country who became a believer, and he got a Bible, and he began to read, and he stopped at Matthew 5, 6, and 7, the Sermon on the Mount that Jesus preached, a great passage. And he read it over and over and over. And finally, somebody came after he had become a believer and really knew the Word and was really studying the Word, and they said to him, well, uh, tell us, tell us what's going on in your life. And he said, well, I started reading and I read, I read and studied Matthew 5, 6, and 7, and as I read it, I sought to do whatever it said. And sometimes I would stay on a verse for several days because it was not easy to obey and to do what it said for me to do. But whatever it was, I sought with all my heart to do it. And as, as he did, his life was transformed. You see, the Word of God is amazing. It is transforming in its ability to take us where we are and to move us where we need to be. That's why going back to the passage in Hebrews 4 where he says that the Word of God is alive. You see, it's not like other books. I've read novels that were interesting and kept my interest, and I've read history that gripped me. But the Word of God is different. It's alive, and it's active or powerful. It, it's got something in it that, that's deeper and better than anything. And, and the writer of Hebrews says it's sharper than a double-edged sword. It penetrates us. You see, you can't read the Word of God and really, and really not be changed. It's like a mirror where you see yourself and you begin to understand. It's, he goes on to say it judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. Once we read God's word, it's, that's the kind of thing that happens. That's the kind of change that God brings to pass in our lives as we open it up. I want to make some suggestions to you. Pick out a time every day, and I would encourage you to do it in the morning when you first get up, to open up your Bible, have a set passage you're going through, like you're going through the book of Matthew or the book of John or the book of Acts, and you read 10, 12, 15, 20 verses, depending on what you read that day. And if you get stopped on something that you don't understand, you pray for God to open it up to you and show you what it means. If you get stopped on something that really convicts you, you ask God to forgive you and begin to uh, go out to be a different person in that area. If you read something that just really challenges you and encourages you and lifts you up, then you stop and praise God for it. But you just... Every morning, spend 10, 15, 20 minutes reading and praying. It'll transform your life. There is nothing as important as a daily time with God. 
It is the most transforming thing that you can do as a believer. If there was one thing I would say, I want every believer to do it, would be that, because everything else comes from that. I hope you have a great day, and I hope you start reading God's Word profitably every day. God bless you. Have a great day.